Bonjour et bienvenue à Collège Jean Sauvé. Today is school day four. Please rise and contemplate your tiny, tiny spot in this vast, vast universe. It has come to my attention that there is a radio room in our school. I've never been to this radio room. I don't know of anybody who's ever been to the radio room. I've never heard anybody ever mention the radio room. Why would my studio be in a storage closet if we have a radio room? I need to check out this radio room sometime. But first, the announcements. There is an Engineering Discovery Day on October 15th that is open to all and any grade 11 and 12 students interested in engineering. There are many types of engineering, included, but not limited to, mechanical engineering, electrical engineering, molecular engineering, vinyl engineering, memory engineering, brainwave engineering, and civic engineering. This Engineering Discovery Day gives students a hands-on, submersive experience in the world of engineering, where they will be shoved into a pool of the physical manifestation of the concept of engineering. There are only 20 spots available, so come see Madame Capina to sign up, or prepare yourself to physically fight someone for their spot in the pool. Students with interest in telepathic communications engineering are encouraged. Reminder that the global climate strike is this Friday. Join schools from all over Winnipeg at the Legislative Building at noon to line up leading politicians like bowling pins and knock them down with giant bowling balls. If we get a strike before the event is over at 5pm, they will make political changes to help our climate, such as cutting carbon emissions and the use of fossil fuel, as well as outlawing personal use of toxic waste. Today is Pierogi Special Surprise Day in the cafeteria. Come on down for mystery flavor pierogies. Our favorite flavors in the past have been cheese and potato, bacon, Jolly Rancher, whipped cream, mud, cold Arctic air, Legos, and vegan. We don't know how we know this since the cafeteria has only been open for two weeks, and this is the first pierogi special surprise day. Maybe time travelers gave us this list of favorites. Maybe it's from another dimension where the calf was open last year. I don't know. My job is to announce announcements, not understand them. Administration would like me to remind you that there is no moat around our school. That thing, that long pit-like thing filled with rocks and plants in the backfield is absolutely not a moat. That would be ridiculous, says administration. A moat needs water. This decorative garden-like thing has no water and therefore is totally not a moat. What type of high school even needs a moat anyways? They laughed nervously and retreated to their office, locking their doors behind them. I would like to issue a reminder to stay away from the moat. I know that administration just called it a garden, but teenagers make up words for stuff all the time, and they can't stop us from doing it, and I think that moat describes that long rock and plant filled pit much better than garden, so I'm calling it a moat. Stay away from the moat. Anybody who goes into the moat intentionally or accidentally disappears. An anonymous grade 9, who would like to remain anonymous, claims to have witnessed their friends all enter the pit, never to be seen again. They report that their friends all climbed down onto the rocks of the moat. They were about to follow them down when they heard a noise behind them, an odd mix of TV static and distant murmuring. 
even though the anonymous grade 9 and their friends were the only people outside, and all their friends were right in front of them, where they could see them. They turned around and... Uh, Oh, sorry, dear listeners, the writing's a little shaky here. They saw a flickering shape, a dark flickering shape, vaguely humanoid, but much too tall to be a person. The grade nine stared, frozen in shock or fear or the oppressive weight of this being's incomprehensible power. The sound of the static increased. It was unbearable, driving its way into the Grade Nine's brain like an ice pick, cracking a hole open in their mind and pouring acid directly into their brain. As soon as it started, it was over. The pain was gone. The memory of it is still there, tugging at the Grade Nine's thoughts and threatening to come back every time they let their mind wander too far. They looked to their friends to ask them if they too witnessed the being, to seek comfort and validation, but the friends were no more. Stay away from the moat, and keep a lookout for any flickering beings. And remember, if you see something, say nothing, and drink to forget. I, uh, administration doesn't seem too happy about that last part that I just added. Of water, I meant drink water, stay hydrated. Yes, staying hydrated helps with all sorts of mental traumas, right? Water can solve everything. It is all-powerful. It creates most of our cells and body weight and supports life as we know it. Yes, I'm just definitely talking about water, not alcohol, because that would be illegal. We are all very good citizens and good teenagers and we don't break rules right yeah yeah we n- none of us drink alcohol absolutely not what what, what was he talking about hey it, get that administration did you hear that administration we are good people we follow rules and now for a message from our sponsors We are a public school. We're run by the government, which is run by the shadow government, which is run by the Council of the Sun Temple, which is run by the Congregation of Manitoba Lake Creatures, which is run by the Lizard People, which is run by the Galactic Assembly. We are not run by corporations and have no sponsors. This has been a message from our sponsors. You may have noticed that there are no more ceiling tiles anywhere in the school. You also may have not noticed this, since looking at the ceiling is not allowed and is punishable by karaoke humiliation. If you have noticed, please pretend that this is the first time you've heard of it. I really don't want to hear you sing. Of course, administration will know that you've noticed from the brainwave scanners installed in every classroom, but public punishment is only for those who publicly break the rules. Those of you who privately break the rules and commit thought crimes will be dealt with privately. Remember, they know where you live. Keep your thought crimes to yourself and you will be the only one who suffers. Custodial has found all the ceiling tiles in the hidden room underneath Abek's French class and are attempting to put them back up, but it is very hard to put up ceiling tiles without looking at the ceiling. Multiple custodians have fallen into paralysis after accidentally making eye contact with the glowing eyes in the vents. All students and staff members should continue wearing sunglasses to avoid paralysis and blindness until further notice. I can't publicly encourage drug use, but being high is also thought to minimize the glowing eyes' paralyzing abilities. And now, sports. The curling team held a practice in the gym yesterday. 
This is unusual because tryouts for the curling team aren't until November. When I spoke to the members of this year's future curling team, they did not remember having a practice in the gym yesterday. They say that they have not practiced since the end of last season. For shame, curling team, for shame. Practice makes perfect. You'll never reach these impossibly high expectations of performance without practicing every waking moment of your life. Of course, you also have to pass your classes and graduate, and high school keeps everybody busy with projects and homework, but you should be able to fit all that into your busy practice schedule. Maybe try multitasking. Do your homework and sleep at the same time. It's worth a shot. It's safe to say that the curling team we saw in the gym last night are either time travelers, from another dimension, or simply apparitions. Either way, the feat of turning the gym into a curling rink for the practice, then turning it back into a gym in time for A-slot gym class today, is pretty impressive. This has been Sports. The annual bone drive will start next week. Please bring in all your unused and unwanted bones. Administration has decided to turn it into a competition this year to increase voluntary participation. Of course, participation is still mandatory, but if you voluntarily donate bones, we won't have to take them from you in your sleep. The grade with the most bones will win a pizza party for the whole grade. Skulls and spines count as two bones due to supply and demand. So bring in your bones! If your grade loses because you didn't participate, you will not only be shamed forever, but your entire skeleton will be stolen from you. There is strong evidence to suggest locker number 138 is sentient. Students passing locker 138 in the halls report hearing a voice speaking to them, asking about their weekends and complaining about pre-cal. They tried to find who was talking to them, but couldn't figure out what direction the voice was coming from. Due to a mix-up in locker assignment, five grade 10s share locker 138, and they all report the locker complaining about the smell of their gym clothes and complimenting their fashionable winter coats. It seems that locker 138 is just lonely. Maybe we should get it a pet. I'm sure that by now, everyone's noticed the blistering, inescapable heat. The heat that seeps through our clothes and skin and fat and muscle and bone and marrow all the way into our souls. Our bodies attempt to cool themselves by sweating, but they only succeed in covering our skin in warm, glistening moisture that soaks into our clothes and drenches us in warm liquid. Our bodies attempt to cool us, but their attempts are feeble against the oppressive power of the heat. It's amazing how these incomprehensibly tiny molecules, vibrating ever so slightly faster than usual, can generate enough power to completely surpass the millions of years of evolution that led to our body's current cooling systems. One day, these tiny vibrations of even tinier particles will cause the destruction of the universe as we know it. The heat death of the universe. Knowing this, we can feel a little better about our inability to fight the infinite power of heat, but I really hope that they would hurry up and fix that air conditioner. Knowledge doesn't change the fact that a building full of sweaty teenagers feels and smells very gross. Gravity has still not been restored to room 108. All classes in this room have been relocated to Monsieur Abeck's room, because Monsieur Abeck still hasn't returned from Dakota Collegiate. He seems intent on expanding the Dakota students' prisons. Room 108 has become a popular hangout during lunch and spares and has spawned a zero-gravity fight club amongst the grade 12 jocks. They would like me to announce that everyone is welcome to join fight club as long as they follow the first rule of fight club. I'm getting reports that after I advised everyone to stay away from the moat, more students are going into the moat. Curiosity killed the high school student, I guess.
The good news is that we have more witnesses of the odd flickering creatures who live near the moat. The bad news is that everyone who sees those creatures, which just happens to be a large portion of the Great Elevens, are now gone. I will say it again. Stay away from the moat. There is no water in the moat. The moat is not even deep. But something lurks there. A dark, sinister something that feeds off the souls of high school students, draining them of their hopes and dreams, of their personalities and faults, of everything that makes them who they are. They are reduced to but a husk of their former selves, and then even that husk is consumed. The moat is ever hungry, ever praying. Nobody has ever returned from the moat. Nobody ever will return from the moat. Stay away from the moat. Oh, hold on, dear listeners. I'm getting another fax from administration. It says, Stop talking about the moat. We told you, there is no moat. That thing out back is a garden. Nothing more, nothing less. It is definitely not a protective moat and absolutely not a way to use our students' curiosity as a way to make human sacrifices to the Council of the Sun Temple. Please continue giving announcements and stop talking about the moat. Well, listeners, administration has spoken. It appears there isn't actually a moat. Could have fooled me. I swore I saw a moat there. It must have just been my mind playing tricks on me. It does that sometimes. Reality is subjective, you know? What I consider real could be wildly different from what you consider real. Maybe, in your reality, locker number 138 isn't sentient. I have no way of knowing. We all live in our own version of the world based on what we experience with our own senses and the stories we hear from other people. Is there really one world that we all co-inhabit, or do we each create our own world simply by existing separately? Do we even live in the same world as each other, or do our personal worlds overlap just enough to have shared experiences before separating again into millions of tiny universes in each and every person's brain, conjured up by our own thoughts and experiences? How can I be certain that you even exist? I can ask you, sure, but for all I know, you're just a figment, conjured up by my brain, not even aware that you don't exist. Exist. What a subjective word. What exists for one person might not exist for someone else. The world I live in, the world I experience, might not be the same as someone else's. There's no way to know for sure. There's no way to know that I even exist. Maybe my existence was invented by someone else's mind. I can't really see why they do that, but there's no way of proving I'm actually real, since my perception of the world is limited by my five senses, all of which are easily manipulated by my brain. There's no way of proving the existence of anything, since our brains are so good at manipulating our perception of reality. How often are you aware of your nose? You probably weren't aware of it at all until I pointed it out, even though it's right in the middle of your face. Does this mean that your nose didn't exist until I pointed it out? Maybe. You have no way of knowing. You could ask someone, but how do you know if they're even real? And if they aren't real, can their observations really be trusted? Reality is subjective. So, administration, if I was talking about a moat, it's because I saw a moat, and a moat exists in my personal version of the universe. You might not have a moat in your universe, but I do, and it's my job to report what I see. That's why I'm here, after all, to inform the students of CJS of what may or may not exist. And for that extra credit and free coffee. 
the free coffee is the main reason. I don't even need any lights in my studio anymore because I'm glowing so much from the free coffee. In other news, live fish have been found in the fishbowl, swimming through the air. The science teachers are perplexed, but the fish aren't causing them any trouble, and they're kind of cute, so they decided to keep them. Their names are Bubbles, Charles, Zarlax the Destroyer, Milo, creator of the universe, Lamp, chosen one of the Council of the Sun Temple, who is also known as George, Jameson, and Poisson. If anyone would like to come visit, pretty sure to bring some snacks for them. Their favorite is live alligators. There is a light blue car with the license plate 666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666666
although Kunwaye was nowhere to be seen. On the other side of the fishbowl, the computer was logged into Madame Bray's account. There was a window open, a print request tracker. She had printed the notes for her B-slot general science class ten minutes ago. Maybe she's still out getting the notes. Or maybe whatever happened to Kunwaye also happened to her. At least the fish were safe, still swimming around the air of the fishbowl next to my head. There was Bubbles, there was Charles, there was Zarlax the Destroyer, Milo, creator of the universe, Lamp, chosen one of the Council of the Sun Temple, also known as George, Jameson, Poisson, and... That's all of them, right? There's There were only nine fish in the fishbowl, right? So why did I see eleven in there? Kunwaye and Bray were gone. There's two more fish in the fishbowl. There's only one logical conclusion. Our science teachers are turning into fish. I wish I could say more on this story as it develops, but I ran into Madame Capina on the way back to the studio, and she told me I'd better wrap it up soon or she'd mark me as late. Since late students are often used as test subjects, and I really don't want to lose all my hair demonstrating the effects of radiation poisoning to my bio class, I should really wrap this up. Keep an eye on your science teachers, dear listeners. If you notice any science teacher turning into a fish, please relocate them to the fishbowl immediately. Science teachers are very social creatures and prefer to be kept in schools. C'est tout pour les annonces et passez une excellente journée. This episode was written, narrated, and produced by Madison Posthumus. Music was also mostly by Madison Posthumus, but Bilan Mankisha, an amazing music-making person, has decided to let me use some of her music. Thank you so much. I love it. It's beautiful. Her SoundCloud is at pleasequit, so that's P-L-Z underscore quit. Go check her out. She is amazing. The track that I used in this episode was Unevering, and oh, Bilan. You're awesome. You make such good music. Everybody else, go check her out on SoundCloud right now. There's going to be a link in the description of this episode if I can figure out how to do it. Madame Donnelly's choir class announcement was performed by my Leah Hildebrand, because my Leah's also awesome. You know what? All of you are awesome. Thank you so much for listening. I was not expecting people to actually listen to this, and now that people are, I'm kind of freaking out. But you know what? I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing, because as long as I'm having fun with it. Also, this thing is now on iTunes, which is crazy. Under the same name, CJS Announcements Archive. And I should probably also put in that little legal disclaimer thing. I don't know if that actually has any legal power, but I'm going to say it anyways. This was strongly inspired by real people in advance. I did use real people's names in it. If you are one of those real people, or just a person who goes to CJS and don't like what I'm saying about our school and about you, uh, let me know. Please don't sue me. Tell me before you sue me, if you will. I don't want to be sued, and I will do anything to avoid that. Thank you. Also, this is strongly inspired by Welcome to Night Vale. If you notice any similarities in style, that is intentional because I love their style and it's fun to write. If you are a Night Vale person, which if you are, I'm going to just sort of freak out for a little bit. Um, also, let me know before you sue me. Yeah, thanks. Check me out on iTunes. That's amazing. I can't even stop thinking about that. Thank you so much for listening again. Bye.